In this episode, we have Tez, a Sydney tattoo artist and owner of his own parlour. We talk about how he got to where he is today, Tony Robbins, self-development, and of course, some tattoo talk. Hopefully relatable. Hopefully not boring. You're You're listening listening to to the Relatable Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Relatable, episode 41. And today we have Tez, a tattoo artist who actually works 20 minutes away from me and he actually owns the parlor over there and I've been to there to get my nose pierced actually yeah so I have a couple tattoos myself that's kind of why I reached out to the parlor and you know got Tez on board uh yeah what I kind of want to know is just maybe we'll start off with a little bit about yourself how you got to where you are now all right um yeah hey guys thanks for having me on your podcast um, yeah, like you said, my name's Tez. I'm over at Pretty Unique Tattoo Studio um, over in West Ride, and yeah, I've been in the industry for about 12 years now, and it's been a, it's been a, it's been a long journey, um, but it's been a, it's been a great one. So um, yeah, it's all started back in back in high school, um, drawing in my math book instead of doing my my math, my math work in class and chopping it. <laughs> copying it at home for my parents as well um just always reading comic books and drawing drawing and drawing instead of doing my homework and yeah my parents were back in the day oh yeah i'm a pretty not strict catholic but grew up in a proper catholic um family and parents came here from mauritius and wanted me to be a, a a doctor or a dentist um but yeah i'm drawing pictures and then they were just like freaking out they're like oh my god did we come to this country to make you draw pictures and i'm just like whoa yeah. is that possible <laughs> is that possible can i draw pictures you know draw pictures as a career as a, as a lifestyle um but yeah and now um yeah so like you said did i say that before i've been in the tattoo industry for um 12 years tattooing full-time um but started back um yeah in high school making my own tattoo machine and tattooing my friends on the basketball courts so you did you you sort of did like the uh the home job sort of stuff hey yeah well um yeah back back in the day no i didn't really do home jobs um yeah 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 i did um did start off by tattooing a couple of my cousins and family and friends um they found out that i had a tattoo machine and i was actually practicing on some um practice skins uh to to kind of get my skill up to date so i could um approach a tattoo studio and actually have some skills to be able to um be taken on as an apprentice um but yeah the, my my cousins found out that I had a tattoo machine and they weren't going to let me get away with it that easily. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the garage ended up becoming a tattoo studio for, for a little oh. while. Um, yeah, but it's, yeah, that's not the way to start. <laughs> that's not the yeah. way to start. Um, yeah, get, get your, if you're thinking about getting into the tattoo industry, get a, get a portfolio together with um, artworks of, yeah, your your art skills and what you like to do and go and head into the studio and see the, an artist that you'd like to be your mentor and yeah, learn, learn the right way. So you don't start off with bad habits. Yeah. Is that actually the method to become a tattoo artist? There's not like a traditional course in uni or TAFE or tattoo school. Uh, You literally go into like a store and talk to someone and they have to trust you enough to 
tattoo someone because that's how you start, right? You have to just yeah. face it. Exactly. Wow, I didn't know that. So yeah, there, there is no, there is no courses like this. There are some places and some countries that do do tattoo courses and stuff like that, but like the traditional old school way of tat- becoming a tattoo artist, it's it's a it's a skill that you learn from um yeah somebody that's done the hard yards right and they've yeah they've been in the industry so yeah starting off by um cleaning the toilets <laughs> as an apprentice <laughs> you know you don't come in you don't you start at ground level and yeah you need to kind of toughen toughen up that skin if it's a if it's a baby's bottom you know, if you've got baby yeah. bottom skin, like yeah, you come into the industry and you'll be you'll be pushed and shoved around to to see how how you can actually handle that pressure, um, because yeah, putting that needle to skin and marking somebody for life, it's a it's a pretty big deal. It's not a it's not a it's not a walk in the park for one. And yeah, if you're if you're mentally not not there and can't can't handle that um then yeah. or you can't handle that apprentice part of it all where you're getting you're getting pushed to, to do some of the the worst stuff um like yeah not the worst stuff you know what i mean like you it's you, yeah you have to go in there and clean tubes tubes are what we use to to tattoo um our clients that's what holds the oh, the tattoo machine actually holds the needle but it's the the tube and the needle tip is a is a guide to get the the, the needle to um, yeah draw a straight line down the down the skin, um, but yeah cleaning tubes cleaning the studio being there on time being there like there isn't uh, there is it's not a nine to five like it's a lifestyle you're in the studio as an apprentice six sometimes seven days a week from the from the time the studio opens to the time the studio closes and showing your your mentor that you want it that bad that's when you'll be taught the next skill and then the next skill yeah. and then next skill as you master yeah. each of the lips yeah. what, what, what is the next skill so the so, yeah so starting off by cleaning the tubes and doing all of the dirty work first being um the next skill is actually being able to set up a station where you're making sure that like the cross contamination is all is all covered. So yeah, you you're learning the the cleanliness part of it all, um, part of the apprenticeship, and then you actually learn the way the tattoo machines work, like like the fundamentals of um, how it all kind of comes together. Setting up the tattoo mm-hmm. machine, different types of needles. So you've got your lining needles, you've got your shading needles you've got your magnum so it's like when you're painting a wall right so if you were if you imagine painting a wall you're not going to use a fine paintbrush to paint the whole wall so you use a fine yeah. paintbrush to get the corners in and then you use a roller to get co- to cover the big surface area so there's different types of uh-huh. needles you know there's different yeah. types of needles that you use to to get uh get the get the result that um that you're after so yeah yeah has um yeah has just, has the um has the tattoo industry changed in the 12 years that you've been there because it's 12 years mm-hmm. is very very long yeah 12 years is a long time and there's yeah. been so 
yeah, like that's probably a small amount of time that I've been in the yeah. tattoo industry for from like yeah. a, lot of the, a lot of the old school guys that have been tattooing for 30, 40, 50 years, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, they'd be looking at me having a chat about what's going on now and they'll be like, oh, you got no idea how it was back in my day. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and then me, me taking on an apprentice now and be like, You've got no idea what it was like <laughs> back in my day, 12 years ago. Yeah. There's no yeah. chance that you're touching a, touching a tattoo machine or even being able to speak to, you, speak to your mentor in a in a particular way, you know. You just get, yeah, you cop a slap on the back of the head or, yeah, like all sorts of, all sorts of crazy shit. So, yeah, it's um, that generational thing. Yeah, it's that generational thing. There's, I've noticed that this younger, this younger generation, they want it all and they want it now. But minus the hard work, I'm not saying everybody, but there are a lot of. I don't know. I think it's that instant gratification thing where. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know. Hundred percent. Because of social media as well and everything, you know. Yeah, it's man. Instant. Like everything's instant. Want, want it, everything is instant. Like you want, you want food. You jump on Uber Eats. Yep, food's there in fifteen. 20 minutes max you want anything like you want to you want to feel good all of a sudden you can put a little selfie up and if you're not feeling bad you get a little you get a little couple of hundred likes on your selfie and you're just like oh yeah i feel better now like all of them types of things so um yeah uh, it, it's it's every, everything's a process right you plant a seed and tomorrow you can't go outside and expect a fucking apple tree you know you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there's gonna take it's gonna take a little while for you to get an apple tree like you start seeing and and then pruning that tree and watering it and making sure like it you look after it and don't just give up on it because you planted the seed and the next day that that you don't have the tree you you got to maintain it like there's in life all around there's the, the maintenance of things to be able to make sure that it it blossoms and blooms into the the vision that you've wanted it to be like if you're yeah, if you've had that vision and that that want sticking to it and making sure that it comes to fruition, right? Yeah, yeah that's very that's very wise. Were you always yeah. like this? Like at the start of at the beginning of your tattoo career, twelve years ago, did you did you think you know I'm gonna be a tattoo artist? I'm gonna stick to it. I'm gonna you know um, stick to my mentor. I'm gonna make sure every day I like you know like pour the water into the plant into the seed, you know. So now today yeah. you're like a tree, you know. Did you see yeah. it back then, or did you were you kind yeah, of like well, naive as well, like? Oh wow! No, um, well, I've, I was always open and willing to learn. Like ever since I was a kid, just always, always asking questions, always asking questions. I was always fiddling around with things from Meccano sets to Lego to like, you know what I mean? We had um, our stereos, the, like our stereos had um, cassette players and CD players and a record and a record player up the top. And yes, all of a sudden the CD the CDs little slot wouldn't pop, wouldn't pop out. So I'd be, I'd get my, my intuition would kick in and be like, well, why does, why isn't this working? So I'd start taking shit apart. And my dad as well, he's always being somebody to, that fiddles with tools and like always service his own car and stuff like that. So I used to watch him do stuff and always being a hands-on kind of person. And even mum like cooking, I'd go in the kitchen and just be in the kitchen and ask mum what's going on in the kitchen when she's cooking just to just to know things i always wanted to know things right so i've always had a massive imagination and could always visualize and visualize and see things the way that i wanted them and i'd make do do little steps like without even actually knowing that i'm taking steps in that direction 
like there, it was kind of like, especially when you're young as well, you don't understand these things. Yeah, you use in your subconscious mind, you or unconsciously, you're just doing things to 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 get to a destination, and then that's success, right? Like you say, um, yeah. So, like I was saying to you, um, fiddling with my my CD player and just taking it apart, and then noticing there's like there's a little spring in there or something that was broken, and I just I doctor it somehow. I just get super glue and super glue that little piece of plastic that pop super glue that had this little piece of plastic that was holding the other end of the spring on and pop that back on and kind of anchor it down with a little bit of tape and um yeah put it all back together and press that open button and it was working i'd be like way success you know <laughs> it's instead of it's amazing these days, yeah instead of these days something's something's broken and it's disposable you know it's the, no one wants to know how to yeah. fix anything. It's just yeah. chuck it in a bin and just go to JB Hi-Fi and get a new one. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's like yeah. The, solution, the solution is there. You don't have to think about the solution, you know. Like you mentioned, yeah. you know, I'm hungry. Instead of going out there, going to the groceries, spend that time, spend time to bring it back home and cook it, you can just be like Uber Eats or whatever, you know. It's true. And then, it's crazy. And that's what ends up making, yeah, making people a whole lot lazier. Um, like, yeah, just – just as soon as they brought out that remote control for your television, instead of having to go and get up, and I don't know if you guys ever had to get up and go and change the channel. Um, oh, when the remote was broken, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when the remote was broken, <laughs> or, you just, or you just sit down and be like, fuck, this remote's broken. I'm just going to watch yeah. this channel. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so um, not that I'm not like, not that I'm ancient or anything like that, you know, I'm 38 years old, um, but. Yeah, I grew up with that that type of that type of thing, and um, yeah, it, it it was it was fun. Like just something as simple as just looking forward to looking forward to the weekend. And my parents would always kind of make us have to. I'm just going into rant mode now, just talking about my <laughs> girl that type of thing. So my parents would always um, make us. Um, clean our bedrooms, change our bed sheets, wash the dishes, and sweep the floor before we were sweep the floor vacuum so the house was clean like it was a team it was a team effort in the house my brother and i um before we were allowed to go out and jump on our bikes and meet up with our cousins and mates and go and build a tree house in the park down the, the like there was a bush like we used to, lived in um the western suburbs in an area called bonnerig heights and oh, yeah. um yeah so um yeah it was it was all bush around there and we'd go and play army in the bush we'd just run around with sticks and pretend they were guns and yeah like there was little teens and it was just so much fun but now yeah my now sister you, and i used to do that actually yeah we used to go to the park spend maybe like the whole entire day until the street lights were off sort of thing just using yeah. our imaginations like coming back yeah. home dirty so freaking dirty and just hungry yeah i remember that yeah, yeah and they were they were good times right so they're, yeah, they're, yeah. Good, they're good memories that you have now and there's you see a lot of the kids these days with um just yeah the, the little ipad generation it's just like keep your kid quiet by giving them a computer keep quiet by giving them an ipad i'm just like hmm, interesting see what this, <laughs> yeah yes yeah where are the ones that are gonna in the next 20 or 30 years time this is a conversation that's going to be happening with somebody that's 20 or 30 years old and having the the talk or might not even have to have the talk it'll be just a a mental like a telepathic conversation where nobody talks to each other anymore and they yeah. just transmit thoughts yeah. 
because Elon. It's technology. Elon yeah, it's a different. Yeah, it's Elon Musk with Neuralink, right? Yeah, yeah. Elon, Musk's, Elon Musk's Neuralink would be like, holy shit, what's going on in the it's world? It's a different, different time. Does, does it scare you where it's going, or is it, it? are you more optimistic? Like, are you accepting nah, that? Scary. Nah, I, lo- I, lo- I love technology. I'm a gadgets man, man. I love I love my gadgets and things like that. And just, um, yeah, wanting to wanting to have the latest um, technology and making my life easier as well. But I also have that that in me where I, I, I'd like to get my hands dirty and um, fiddle around with tools and take things apart and see how they work and put it back together or make it better. You know, so yeah, yeah. T- going back to into, into the tattoo, the tattoo side of things. When I started as an apprentice, um, I used to buy, I used to buy frames. Um, so tattoo machine frames were like you can get them made of um, steel, brass, um, stainless steel, aluminium. And I used to get these brass frames that were cast by a, a machine builder in the US, and they were just raw, and I grind them back and take all the little nodules off them and stuff like that and build my own tattoo machines um, and be able to tattoo my clients with the tattoo machine that I actually built myself. So that was a little bit extra that I kind of added to what I was doing just to, just to know, um, just to know more about, about um, yeah, how the machines work. And it's just all, it's just always fun. Right. Just uh, yeah. like, I don't know if you guys are into I don't know if you guys are into computers and stuff, but yeah, like taking them apart and seeing how they work and building a gaming computer or something that's that's better for for graphic design and stuff like that. So putting in different processes and um, all of those types of things. That's something that I dabbled in as well. And yeah, it's all it's all good fun knowledge. Really cool. Once you, yeah, once you're yeah. taking on these disinformation and it's more skills that you're adding to your life, you become a better version of yourself. So that's my aim on the daily is to aim to be a better version of myself. Yeah, for sure. How does it feel now owning and managing your own parlor, you know, since you started from the bottom, you know, taking care of tubes and all that stuff and now you're actually, you know, the main the main dude there? Yeah, well, it's 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 very – it's – it's not as easy. It's a lot easier yeah. to just be um, a tattoo artist in the studio and then just um, do your thing, deal with your client, and then um, leave for the day. Uh, but yeah, like I said, wanting wanting more for life all round. Um, having my having my own studio, um, it's been a it's been a massive challenge. For one, um, dealing with a lot of other. Um, artists that are strong personalities as well. Like artists are a special breed of people. Just, just letting you know, right? <laughs> um, yes. So it's it's been a it's 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 really good. Like I, I love it. I love being able to have my own place in my own space. I've got an awesome team at the studio that everybody's so so epic at the, everything that they do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not for, it's not for everybody as some people might think that it's easy. It's very far from easy. Um, but it's, it's fun. It keeps me alive, I guess. I was going to say, um, did you always know you're going to become a manager? Sorry. Like, did you always know that you're going to go into tattoo into like owning your own parlor? 
Is that what yeah, you want? So, and what do you want yeah. for the future? Yeah. So I once I started. Um, so once I started in the studio that I was working at over, like I started over. Well, I started in two thousand back as an apprentice in um, a po- apprentice body piercer in a little body piercing studio in Liverpool um, called Little Raven and was there for a little while and started getting into the um, tattooing side once they brought in a, a tattoo artist. Um, but then, yeah, lost lost that. I oh, well, didn't lose it. I was just, yeah, kind of lured into graphic design and stuff by my family because they were scared that I was going to become a bikey just being in a tattoo, <laughs> you know, being in the tattoo studio at such a young age, um, which is probably a blessing in disguise because I could have probably ended up going the wrong way. But um, once I got back in, and anyway, I got stuck working retail while I was doing graphic design for about um, seven years. So, Whoa. yeah, so while I was studying graphic design, got a little casual job and, um, yeah, it ended up becoming full-time and then I ended up becoming a shop manager and then seven years later I was like, whoa, what am I doing with my life? Is this, yeah. is this what you're here for? Um, so, yeah, once I got back into um, tattooing, which was a, a bit of a journey in itself, um, I spoke to my bosses after a year of being um, in the industry and I told them that I, I'm going to give them five years of my better, complete dedication to the studio and to the art and everything like that. But in five years' time, I've got a vision of being able to open my own studio up. Um, didn't know how I was going to do it. And, yeah, the industry at the time was very um, – it, it was run pretty – pretty what's the word i can use so it was pretty it was run pretty underground right let's use that word underground (laughs) um and yeah then the licensing thing uh, yeah so i gave them five years of me but um seven years later i was still in the same studio and um yeah an opportunity came came up i was asked um to to work with another another guy in another private studio and um yeah i took that on board and yeah still didn't think that it was going to be possible for me to open up my own studio until um yeah there was a a dramatic change in my life that happened and um i ended up yeah going into a tony robbins um that's right yeah seminar seminar yeah, yeah. I t- yeah. went to a Robin seminar. So yeah, I was making some massive changes in my life there, and went to a Tony Robbins seminar, and took on a life coach, and she lit a fire up under my ass, and just like, wait, right, sorry, so-, so you went to Tony Robbins seminar, and then you also found a life coach separately? Is that what you mean? Yeah, no. So no. So at the Tony Robbins seminar, so at the end of the seminar and stuff, there, because it's all good being at these seminars and everything, where everybody's just pumped, everybody's on the same mindset, like you're. You're, you're there around these people and he's talking and he's just giving you these, he's giving you like this motivation that it's, it's all in us anyway. But like when you see somebody like Tony Robbins, just passionate and just doing it, you, it, it kind of re-sparks that, that that's what's in us already. Like we made it to the egg first. I was saying that to you guys before, like we yeah. made it to the egg first, where along the line do we lose that motivation or just get lost all around? Like somebody along the line told you that you can't or no, don't 
you know, and then that's what ends up becoming. You end up just being like, all right, sweet. So I'll just do the bare minimum and just kind of float through life. And then that's where people start getting this, or I believe anyway, this is where people start getting depressed and anxious. Anxiety and depression comes from, for, I know from, yeah. for myself, I, I get anxious and depressed when I don't feel like I'm living my life's purpose, you know? And then when wow. I'm doing some sh- and I'm doing some shit and I'm getting things done, and it's not for me, majority of the time, it's like to see a smile on other people's face makes me feel good and it makes me feel like I'm actually doing something. It, it makes me feel like I'm living my life the way that it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. That's so a lot some, of pressure though, some, isn't it? Like sometimes okay. if you, can you, like isn't that a lot of pressure to always do something yeah. um, for your purpose? Like what if you just sit there and like take a vacation? Would you Would you be the type oh, of person, Tez, that just, you know, be like what's the point of this you know i should be doing something nah i'm not that type of person at all like yeah i i'm fulfilled when i'm when i'm actually serving that that purpose like like going into the studio something as simple as it's not as simple but like doing having a consultation with a client they have an idea somebody say past say they've just had a baby or somebody's passed in their family or they've just accomplished something in their life and they want to mark themselves. You know, like a majority of the time you see tattooed people, like it's a journey that they've been on, like it's a story that they've got to tell um, and they mark themselves with that story. It's a little friendly reminder of whatever it is, you know. And, yeah, from them coming in with that idea to us working on the design together, like I'll put my flavour into it as well. And then putting that on their skin and seeing the smile on that person's face. And I've had some people like have tears of joy and just some people just cry because it's just so beautiful and it's above what they expected it to be. And that's, that's a pretty good feeling, man. Like it's, it makes you feel like, all right, so I'm doing yeah, something. That's, and, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Some people feel like, oh, you're, you're causing yeah. harm to others and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's different. It's different than that. I was just going to ask you, Tez, um, it seems like you find it very meaningful doing stuff like this, even if other people think it's not. And I was going to say, like, is that a lot of pressure? Because I'm sure in 12 years of experience, you, mu- you, pro- you probably effed up. And how do you deal with that? As in, like, effed, effed up at what, somebody's in, tattoo? Or? Yeah, like someone's tattoo. Nah. Like, say... Um, they have low expectation, but you exceeded. But what happens if they had very high expectation, but then you didn't exceed it? Or, you know, as stuff happens, you know, you made a mistake by accident. I'm sure it's happened. How, how would you deal uh, with that? Would that make you really sad? No, it doesn't make me really sad. I find I'm a, I'm a solutions to problems kind of guy. Oh, I, cool. I, yeah, I, I try you to adapt. find... Bigger part of it. Yeah, adapt, exactly. So yeah, yeah, if somebody's somebody's unhappy with their tattoo, um, which has never happened, like I've yeah, it's it's never happened. Like I've always it's that communication, like I aim to try and communicate with my clients as much as possible, like with not a rock star like that, you know. So without the client, um and that's what that's what I feel like I had to go through that that retail phase to be into be able to kind of adapt that to the the tattoo industry as well you know it's a customer service thing as well like there's a lot of there's a lot of artists out there that just like they're epic artists but they did 
they're not good with people, you know? So I'm not the best tattooist on the block. I can tattoo, but there are tattoo artists out there that just are so epic, man. Like there's like my, just for example, the last two apprentices that I've taken on, they are like, they've been tattooing like legit for once probably about two years now. And then the other one's been tattooing for about four years now. And they are out of this world. So good from the beginning, like drawing pictures to being able to take on the information that I've given to them to being able to like, just take the combo of the two and just they're, they're blowing up, like just doing such epic work. Right. Um, where with me, like I'm, I can tattoo, I work with the client to see what they'd like to get done. I've got a, a flavor and I've got a way that I go about tattooing the way that I tattoo and work together with that person to be able to give them what they want. And it's majority of the time, like 99.9% of the time, they're, they're blown up. They're blown out of the water, you know, not blowing smoke up my ass or anything, but yeah, like I aim to, give that customer what they want. If it's something that, if it's something that's not possible um, or that's not going to last the test of time or anything like that, then I'll, I'll talk them into getting something that will be a better tattoo for them. So it's going to last the test of time because we're tattooing on skin, right? It's not like drawing on paper. People's people get gain weight. Um, the skin stretches here and there at warps in places. Um, so if somebody wants to get a portrait of their kid on their back of their knee, for example, like that's probably not a good idea because you it's never going to ever really ever be flat and straight. So getting it on a, getting it on a part of the body that's the flatter and that's not going to twist and warp would be the way to go. So yeah, that's, that's the way that that's the way that I work. And the only one time that I've had to like I've had somebody freak out on me is misspelling. So uh, they, yeah. <laughs> they there's an I before an E or something, an E before an I, I before an E or something along them lines. But yeah, it was written in it was written in Italian and she was just like, Yep, yep, that's correct, that's correct. I was just like, Are you hundred percent sure it's correct? She's just like, Yeah, it's 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 fine, it's good. And we did the tattoo and uh, she posted it up on Facebook and comments started coming through. And then oh, no. <laughs> comments started coming through to be like, uh, I think your tattoo is spelt wrong. And <laughs> she took it down and called me. She's like, Tez, Tez, we need to fix my tattoo. It's spelt wrong. And she's like, dude, what are you doing to me? <laughs> so, yeah, we're, yeah, we ended up fixing it anyhow. So, yeah, that's good. Finding yeah. solutions to problems. It's yeah, it's a good That's way to right. go. Maybe maybe you can fix up one of my tattoos because I have a tattoo. I think on my um, I don't, I don't know what you call it. It's like um, you know, on your upper arm, but in the middle, like near your underarm, sort of place. I don't know what oh, you call so that area. So inside your bicep. Yeah, that's right. Inside my bicep. So I went in. And this was probably my second tattoo. So my first tattoo, I actually got like a week prior to that. That was a walk-in in at Parramatta. Um, you don't need a fitness, uh, anytime fitness in Parramatta. Uh, is it? A, 
Is it upstairs? Is it closer to the? Is it the no. one that's closest to the shopping center no, not, or no, the other? Not the upstairs one. It's like across from Coles. I mean, not relevant to our listeners who probably don't know where the hell we are. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, like <laughs> I got it done there, so that was done, and then I got yeah the tattoo on my inner bicep, and I'm pretty sure I don't want to bag on the artists or anything, but I'm pretty sure she was hungover. And my design was meant to be geometric and I get home and after it healed and everything, I saw the lines and now they they look like, they look like squiggles. So maybe you can fix that up one day for me. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have to check it out and see if it's something that I yeah. can clean up for you. No worries. Yeah, easy. Right. How, how many um, cover-ups do you do? Uh, do you do uh, any cover-ups often? I don't. Or? Uh, I try to steer away from cover-ups if it's something that yeah. I don't that I can do because at the end of the day, it's going to be my name that's going out there and people are going to ask, oh, who did that for you? If it's something mm. that's, you know, I'd rather work on, um, yeah, a, a fresh, clean canvas. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So why do you avoid that? The cover um, why do we avoid the cover-ups? Because, yeah, it's, yeah. because it's not like painting on a wall, right? So yeah. like painting a painting wall, you put an undercoat and then you put an X-coat up and it's covered. But with tattooing on skin, like the skin's porous um, and it, as much as it can kind of look like it's covered up at the time, once it once the tattoo kind of seals and heals, um, you can still see you can still see part of this um, this base layer that kind of seeps through a little bit. Um, so depending on what it is, like black can cover black, um, colors won't really be able to cover black. They'll look like they're going to cover the darkness, but they they won't. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I said, if it's it's if it's something that is coverable, then we will. Like the worst thing is people coming in and having this nasty ass big tattoo on their arm and then they come and bring in some reference pictures of some fine line flowers or something like that <laughs> yeah definitely yeah like, so what, really come yeah, on man i'm not what's a magician your tattoo style? my tattoo like, style yeah. i'm a bit of an all-rounder or i'm a bit of an all-rounder like i can do a little i can do a little bit of everything um at a hundred percent i am to do a little bit of everything at a hundred percent i try to avoid um doing too many color um color kind of realistic portraits mm. um i can i can do color work but i avoid doing that type of stuff but i like to do um realistic fine line like i'm using like a super sharp clean fine line needle and doing micro realistic fine line stuff as well as black and gray realistic sort of um yeah i, I Working in Maryland, like I was working in Maryland for the seven years of the start of me getting back into tattooing and did a lot of religious artworks. So yeah, I do I do a lot of that type of stuff as well. So yeah, That's cool. What's your favorite tattoo yeah. that you've made by yourself? Like what's on your on? I'm assuming you have a tattoo. What's your favorite one on your body? My favorite tattoo on my body um, is probably the most simple tattoo that i've got on my body and it's my three i've got these three x's they're my little crossbones so for my 30th birthday that was my dirty 30 birthday present to myself um <laughs> so these three x's on from my pinky and then my ring finger and my middle finger just in between the knuckles there um that's probably my favorite tattoo that i've got on me 
And I've got a I've got a sleeve that's done by a good mate of mine um, that we were apprenticing together. That's yeah, that's that. But oh, actually, I forgot that I've got the portrait of Marilyn Manson on the back of my car. Oh. No yeah, way! Yeah, Marilyn Manson is my man. Um, yeah, so I've got a portrait of him on the back of my car that was done by one of the artists that worked over at um, the studio with us. He's not working with us anymore, but he's an amazing artist. Um, and yeah, he did that for me. And yeah, that's going to be that. That was that's the start of a, a full leg sleeve of just all my favorite music, musicians. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a great one. But yeah, Marilyn Manson is a good man. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I have a few questions for you, Tez. Um, it's more like, because I, I don't have a tattoo. You both have a tattoo. I've never gotten a tattoo. So, like, it's just general questions about tattoo, if you don't mind me asking you, since are you you're thinking, here. What, are you thinking of getting one? Um, maybe. But, um, look, my, my first question is, when you say a tattoo is, and most society thinks this way as well, is permanent, is it actually permanent? What's the, what's the best case scenario of removing it? Is it just laser? And would that leave a oh, yeah. permanent scar? Yeah, so lasers are a whole lot better than it was uh, back in the day. So there's no real scarring involved these days. If you go to a laser removal place that know what they're actually doing, and just and if you're willing to to go through the process of getting it removed, um, it's not like a one-time thing and it's gone. It's a process of um, ongoing, like weekly. Uh, probably not weekly. It's usually about like six weeks or so because your body keeps breaking down the pigment like over over three month over a three month period. Yeah. Um so yeah, doing sessions, um, speaking to a, a laser removalist to do that, or if it's something that can be covered, then yeah, um, yeah doing a doing a cover up on it. But um I think people if they're thinking of getting tattooed, um if you're thinking of if you're if you go into a tattoo studio and you're like, mm, if I don't like it, I could get it removed anyway. Not don't a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> don't okay. get tattooed. You know yeah. what I mean? So just stay away from that. Go buy that bubble gum that's still got those sticky tattoos in the bubble gum wrappers. I don't know if you guys know of that. No. Are you talking um, about like temp yeah. tattoos? Those temporary tattoos, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that you get in the bubble gum wrappers. Oh right, right, right. Um, yeah, get those for the yeah. moment. That's interesting. So you wouldn't actually recommend anyone getting a tattoo unless they're like really certain. So if they're like, for example, you know, they're buzzed after a night out and they're just like, oh, come on, let's get a tattoo. Would you would you or like other tattoo parlors usually reserve, um, refuse them because they're not in the uh, right mindset? Yeah, I'd refuse them because I take what I do pretty seriously. It's not a it's not a for lols. It's not a for yeah. lols kind of um, thing, you know. Um, I've had some ridiculous people wanting some ridiculous tattoos and i've just said yeah no not putting my name on that but go there are some else. yeah 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 go somewhere else like we yeah. could recommend plenty of other places that may or may not do them but yeah there's other tattoo studios that'll do it um but yeah yeah if, if you're thinking about getting it removed before you get it put on don't get tattooed not a good idea yeah and i just had one more question that i was always curious about with tattoos is yeah. say if you had a tattoo when you were like a child, I don't know if that's legal. And then when you grow up, obviously, you know, your body's mass and size doubles, maybe even quadruples. Mm -hmm. How, how would that work? Or even if like you get a tattoo, you know, when you're in your thirties and then it's say, if you get older and you know, your skin wrinkles and stuff, like what happens with the tattoo? Does it, 
does it expand with the skin? Does it shrink? Does it like what's going on? Yes. So the tattoo, so the tattoo will warp and stretch with your with your skin. Like if you double in size, obviously the yeah, it's it's the tattoo's going to double in size. Uh, but yeah, if you're just putting on some size and depending on placement of the tattoo as well. So if it's like on the outside of your arm and your bicep, and then you've been a pretty slim person, and then all of a sudden you get on the juice and you're doing three. <laughs> three gym sessions a day for the next six months and you become this monster it's not going to be sitting in the middle of your arm anymore because you didn't have that you didn't have that muscle there before so it's going to it's going to twist and warp with you right yeah Um, so some of the old guys now um that were say tattooed say tattooed 30 years ago so the technology and the know-how to put ink into the skin from what we understand now to what they were doing back then is completely different. Like they don't have the tattoo machines that we've got now where we're using a rotary style. Majority of the artists are using a rotary style machine. So a rotary machine is um, run on a, the machines run by a motor and then the older style machines were uh, they're called coil machines. So they're run by uh, a magnetic coil which creates a circuit and cuts on and off and moves the little armature bar up and down that um yeah sometimes you'd have to like different people have different skin so one day this machine's working perfectly fine on somebody that's got super smooth skin that much moisturizes every day and then the next day the tattoo isn't um the tattoo machine isn't working as good as it was because you're tattooing a tradie that's a roofer and he's like tattooing and elephant skin, you know, it's yeah. just it's just thick and heavy. So you, yeah, you're pu- you're pushing hard and you're pumping the ink into this person's skin, and it can end up going into the fat layer of skin. And then that's when you see some people that have these kind of weird, blurred out kind yeah. of not not crispy clean tattoos. Yeah, the yeah. Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm imagining you know Dwayne Johnson, right? Like yes. super tall, super jacked, and then like his tattoo obviously is like perfectly aligned with his pecs or whatever. But like, what happens just if he gets old one day, or just you know hypothetically, what happens if he stops going to the gym and he just becomes like, you know, like he gains extra like kilos and stuff. So his tattoo yeah. would look really weird, right? His so tattoo would just yeah, yeah, it's gonna oh. turn different to 100. percent So the, ta- the the big tattoo that you see on um the Rock's arm now is done by a really really well known tattoo artist um and he's been doing some really epic work for a long long time his name's nico nico hurtado um and he's done this cover-up piece on the rock's arm but did you see i don't know if you've seen old pictures of the rock where he's got this like a chicago bull sort of um logo of a bull on his outside of his arm and it was exactly what i'm talking about like all kind of weird blurred out like not crispy clean lines or anything like that yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Nico's Nico's worked with him now that he's yeah the the size that he is and just working with his muscular structure to be able to kind of get this placement and design um, on point on point with yeah. his his arms and the size that he is now. So yeah, and composition um, as a, yeah sorry oh yeah. sorry composition no no has, you can keep going here. Yeah, composition as an artist, like you can, somebody can come in with a the most simple kind of small, dainty tattoo, and it can be put in the, in a weird kind of random <laughs> spot, 
random spot and it just looks like a shit tattoo. It's just like, what, what line is it following? <laughs> like, where, where, what, who? What the fuck is going on there? But you yeah. could have like this nice, but you could have this nice, dainty kind of flowy tattoo that's following a line, like following a curvature like, of your muscle or something. Yeah. 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 So it's more of an art thing, like looking at a person's body as a whole, yeah. canvas as, a, as an artwork and accenting that. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. It, it can be they can be actually really beautiful if you think about it. Yeah, so it which the customers the customers don't think about it, right? They don't know this. Obviously, they're not tattoo artists. They might come up to you with a concept like, "I want this dragon put somewhere in my body," and then you would recommend, you know, this dragon will look cool here. Or if they say, "I yeah. want this in my arm," you'd be like, "I don't think this would actually look good. This would look better here." So that's yeah. I, I never do that. That's very, very interesting. It's, uh, wow. yeah. It's an ex- yeah, it's an experience thing. So um, yeah, being able to kind of get people to understand that, and that's what's part of the customer service part of what I love to do. You know, being able to give make creators an experience as a whole, not just not just not just treating people as a number. Like oh yep, sweet, thanks, done, next, thanks, done, next. <laughs> not there to not there to get paid. At the end of the day, like I didn't get into the tattoo industry to to make money you know i got into the tattoo industry to be able to love what i do what i love doing every day i have a bounce in my step when i wake up in the morning you know that's so, awesome that's it, the dream yeah 100 percent. it just happens to be that you get paid well as a as a tattoo artist and as a good tattoo artist you know you you yeah you can make some make some good money um but yeah at the end of the day if you don't have that canvas if you don't have your people you're not really an artist so yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So what I, I wanted to ask another question as well. Um, what do you think about the blackout tattoo style? So, you know, people will get their whole entire leg or whatever body part covered just black, not actual like a actual artwork picture sort of thing. Yeah. I, I actually really like that. Um Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty sick if you've got if you're dedicated if you're dedicated enough to, to be able to do that because yeah, same deal. It's forever, and yeah. Um, yeah, you're gonna. You have to be ready to. As much as people don't care about what other people think, once you start getting looked at and looked at, and everybody that works past you just looks at you and looks at you, and just like, yeah, it can end yeah. up getting frust- frustrating at some point. Um, so yeah, it's it's a dedication thing for sure. But yeah, I like it. I I think the blackouts oh. are cool. I think you can get yeah. I think you can get creative with the blackouts as well. Instead of just having it as a full blackout, you can put a mm. put like some geometric pattern up in there or something as well to kind of take away from the everything that's happening underneath. And yeah, it could yeah, you could get creative with it for sure. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And um, also just um, away from like the whole like art and stuff but just regarding your life because I want some advice you know one day I would like to run my own business and I I don't know how I'm going to do that I just know I don't want to be working retail or working for somebody else like the rest of my life how would I go about that because I'm only 23 I know what I want but I don't know how to get there yeah Yeah. well at least at least it's at least you know what you want so focus uh, my, my advice would be to focus on what you want instead of what you don't want because yeah. if you're focusing on what you don't want, you're going to end up attracting more of that anyway. So focusing on what you do want and surrounding yourself with like-minded people, people that are actually doing it. Um, mm. 
and then yeah just being able to to pick their brains and ask some questions um that makes sense like what you've just done now um with the first i guess the first little business that i didn't even realize was a business that i was doing um was customizing people's clothes so i was yep. working retail and i was modifying my own like i've always been somebody that's i couldn't fit into a mold right you know didn't there wasn't a mold that i could kind of slot into i would always just fall a little bit outside of it so um working in the clothing retail business um everybody was buying these lee denims and these g-star jeans and like all of these brands that like all these standard brands were 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 selling pretty well and then the company that i was working for they started getting some of these cool european brands in that started having like european brands and like kind of a lot of japanese influence stuff that were kind of like skinny legs this was man this was like 15 15 16 years ago they were bringing out skinny leg jeans and everything that's kind of in fashion and has been in fashion over the last five years um these guys were bringing it out back then and i was just like yeah this is mad so like a couple of little tattered and torn knees and like shredded pockets and stuff like that and so i'd i'd jump on board with that and with like the standard lee jeans that people were buying um i'd be wearing those jeans but have them tattered and torn i'd sew some patches on them um get a little bit of paint and splatter some paint on them and then i'd have people that are like clients that are buying denim they're like oh where'd you get your jeans from and i'm like oh these are the jeans that i actually just sold you they're exactly the same jean they're like how what do you mean (laughs) well i i took uh yeah i took uh some sandpaper and some blades and just tied them to the back of my car and drove them around the block and they're like oh wow they're like wow can you do that for us and be like uh yeah i can do that for you be like how much are you charge and be like oh, i can do it for 50 bucks and then before you know it i'm just charging 50 bucks to be customizing some people's jeans for them and yeah making my own little extra by customizing my own jeans and then i created my own little um clothing brand um and yeah just giving away some some free things or putting my putting my little logo on these customized jeans for people and people would start asking more about that. So yeah, that's the way that I kind of started is by just, just doing it. Like what, what's your yeah. idea? What do you, what do you, what's your idea? What are you thinking of? Well, of, well, I, of well, the business that you want to do. Yeah. Like I know, I know I want to run a business. I don't know what yet. I just know I don't want to be, you know, working for somebody else. But um, one of my very close friends, really good friends suggested I should start, you know, just uh, trying to resell clothes, you know, just do the Vinny, Vinny's runs and then reselling clothes on the app Depop. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. And just doing that for now, because I'm really interested in, I don't know, being able to create. So if I have that opportunity to like set up my own little photo area and get creative with how I advertise. Sorry. Sorry. No, a phone call just came through. I lost that part where I lost that part where you were just saying um, that, yeah, your friend suggested that you get some vintage clothes and. Yeah. 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 So just resell that, um, you know, just see how that goes. Obviously not. 
like I'm not planning to I mean who knows but I'm not planning for that to be the end goal to be you know a clothes reseller for the rest of my life but starting off there I guess and seeing how I can manage it on my own you know take care of the social media part marketing all that stuff um yeah so that's but does that interest you but does that interest you and why do you want to do like Uh, are you interested in the clothing like there's a lot of people that are doing that vintage kind of clothing idea and bringing back the old school what are you going to do that's going to be different from everybody else yeah so that's what I'm trying to figure out because um she suggested like I could get creative with how I you know uh market my clothes you know because I have like the DSLR at home I have the space to create you know that little studio and um yeah that's I mean it we only spoke about it last like a couple days ago so it's still pretty fresh but um yeah so that's what I'm trying to figure out because yeah I know um I have that creative creativeness in me I just haven't had the opportunity to tap into it um so I just I just don't know how to like get into that you know what I mean just unleash that little spark in me because I really want to do that I'm not all about the logical side of things I'd rather you know write poems or freaking um make art or something like that that's where my heart goes to but I don't know how to apply that to this depop um this you know clothes reselling thing whether or not it's vintage yeah so what? So so with your digital your digital SLR that you've got in your studio yeah. at home, what mm. do you what do you do what what do you do with that? I I don't know yet because I only have the um, camera. So I only have the yeah. camera. I haven't really played around with it. Yeah. What What made you buy the camera? Uh, it was actually a gift. So I would used to I used to go on hikes a lot by myself during this time. You know, finding myself sort of thing. Um, yep. So I used to go on hikes a lot and I used to take um, like pictures of, you know, the forest and all that stuff. And I got really into that. Um, and one of my friends noticed that I really liked um, taking the pictures. So I just got that as a gift. But I haven't so, really used so it. Why because I you, just, so why did you stop? Uh, well, you know, life happened sort of thing. Um, life life when, happens. Life is happening yeah, all the time. Life is happening. But like. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of lost that. I think after getting into retail as well, which was really exhausting as an introvert, just I just didn't have the energy anymore, you know. But now I'm realizing like I want that spark back in my life, sort of thing. So I just don't know how to get that time while doing the whole retail thing. You know what? Yeah, that's yeah. You know what? If you just you've just said everything that you needed, to, you said everything that you asked me the questions for. You've got the really? answers all within. You've got the answers all within yourself, right? So you've got your, <laughs> you've got your studio. Yeah. You've got your studio. You've got your studio at home. You've got your digital SLR. You like being outdoors. <laughs> you like taking. You like being creative and taking photograph photos of nature and everything like that. And you like writing poems. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Oh, it's so weird hearing it out loud, though, for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's good. Like, it's all there, and you've got all the answers within yourself. So um, don't let retail be what drains you. That should be, if you're using retail at the moment, just to be able to fund a lifestyle. But then you you still have so many hours in the day, like, yeah, it's, it's all good to have a sleep in, but what's a sleep in achieving for you if you're wanting a change in your life, you know, so you're breaking, yeah, yeah, like breaking, breaking out of the comfort and getting uncomfortable 
and doing what's hard. Like this is what I've been, this is what I've been pushing myself to do over the last three, probably four to five years or so, right? Pushing myself out of the uncomfortable to be able to kind of create a new standard for yourself. And then once you start doing what's hard first, that's a new standard that you set for yourself. And then there's, you can only go up from there. Right. You know, like yeah. the, like, like the, the crab that is a little crab and it's got a hard shell and has to get out of that hard shell to be able to become a bigger crab or even a snake that sheds its skin every now and then to be able to grow and it becomes a bigger, beautiful snake. Yeah. The seed, yeah. the seed that you plant that has to break out of that little shell to be able to become this big, beautiful tree. Like we're, you you know you know what you need to do. There's there's procrastination that kicks in, and That's right. yeah, there you. Like I'm 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 here. If you if you'd like to have a chat, and if you want to be able to kind of create a, a bit of a network, and if you need a little bit of a motivation and um, some direction, because yeah, it's it's necessary if you're a creative person getting stuck in retail and seeing. And not being able to see that there's anything more, yeah. Or being able, or seeing that there's something more, but not being able to know how to go about it. The first way to go about it is by actually taking steps in that direction. Like the the photos that you like taking. When was the last time that you went and took your digital SLR out to uh, a hike and set up your tripod and waited for the sun to come down you know like how epic does that sound like going that sounds so fun yeah yeah, you know, yeah. just going so... just going and setting up setting it up and then you know what setting up setting up a bondi a bondi market store where you take pictures of your you blow up pictures of your prints and so... selling them at bondi at bondi markets but like presenting them in a way because there's people out there that love to be able to have that kind of artwork as a big visual in their place because it it's soothing to the eye you know there's people that yeah. are like if even if you there's people that are doing the photography but with drones now over over bondi and they're selling these prints for like 1500 bucks a print dude if you've got an eye for those detail that detail and you can create a name for yourself there's and you're a pretty tech savvy person right yeah i can i can learn pretty quick yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah, creating creating a brand, creating a brand for yourself. Mm, yeah, creating wow. creating yourself creating yourself as a brand, creating a logo for yourself, creating an Instagram page and a Facebook page for yourself, and start letting people know and get a bit of a following so people can start seeing the process of things of what you do, like documenting that. Oh, I'm going on a hike to this location today, waiting for the the sun to come down about this time and i'm going to be taking these five photos and this is going to be uh, a range say i'm 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 bringing out a range of five five photos right and and number them number them one of five so it gives it it gives people a little bit of a something that's like oh i've got one of five yeah. you know there's yeah. uh, there's only, there's only five of them out there there's not going to be any more you yeah. know some yeah. people something yeah something as simple something as simple as that you know um going to and that's that's mad because you'll be able to just jump in your car the next day you can go spotting locations where you can take these epic pictures that people will just be thinking like holy shit where where is this place i want to know where this is you know yeah. and 
yeah. creating that creating that want as well for for yourself you'll yeah you'll be able to live a a, a fun successful life yeah so how, how how did you do it during retail while you were working the retail job for seven years well um got to got to a point of um ordering my same my same subway that i was ordering for um about six years <laughs> sitting in <laughs> sitting in sitting in Burwood Westfields when and ordered my subway sat down um and yeah like the drive to work the drive to work every morning I was just thinking about like how am I going to get out of this retail place how am I going to get out 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 and I've all, like the same deal as you like I had the the tattoo the tattoo industry that I could go back into but my parents didn't want me to go into and I had my little clothing label that I was working on and that was working because I was dealing with the clients that were coming in and shopping at the studio uh, at the at the retail place that I was working at um and I just sat there for a second and I'm just was eating my subway and I looked around and it was just mums and prams mums and prams in Burwood Westfields and I was just like what are you doing with your life bro yeah yeah is this what you're here for and like I know I'm I know it's better than that like I was just stuck in a comfortable place and that's because I was stuck in a comfortable place because I had some debts like I, I had like a $20,000 um, car loan and I was just thinking about like if there's no money coming in how am I going to be able to pay, pay my loans and stuff? And you'll be surprised once you're once you've let go of an anchor, something that's holding you down. And that was the retail. That was me in that retail place. Don't get me wrong. Like I loved it and it was fun for the time that it was fun. But then it got to the point of it being an anchor that was stopping me from from moving forward into my life. It there was there was no more growth there was no more growth there it was what it was for that time and then i had to go and that was the time and i went downstairs and i picked up my bag and told my two ic said you know what man i'm peace out I'm done i've got to go and wow. yeah didn't didn't look back man and if since since that walk out of that door you the the amount of opportunities and amount of other doors that opened up and opportunities like it wasn't anywhere near easy but I had the fuel in me and I had the energy and the want to to succeed at everything else that I had a vision to be able to do which was from a clothing label to which was yeah like the little the clothing label was a little side hustle but my vision was to be able to to tattoo again as much as my parents didn't want me to tattoo like it was what legit filled my life with like this this spark again like I was actually doing something that I love to do when it came to the art right so yeah like I said it wasn't a it wasn't an easy road but um yeah I am where I am now because of all the all the knocks and bumps and everything else that I went through so yeah. So what what do you, what about lockdown? What what did you do during lockdown? Did you get a chance to do anything for yourself to kind of get yourself in a, a right kind of mindset um to to be able to see that you 
can kind of get out of retail and do something for yourself if you just um, like started well, taking steps in that direction or well actually for me my situation during lockdown um our store actually was still operating but not open to the public sort of thing so we were just doing online orders within the store so even during lockdown i didn't really get that chance to you know hone back into what i really wanted to do yeah but just a lot of realization yeah so are you a manager there or are you uh um, full-time or casual or so I'm 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 full time at the moment, but pretty much acting as um, a two IC. So I have a really great manager that I'm actually pretty much best friends with. She's like my sister. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty much running the store as well alongside her. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I realize I don't I don't want that anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the thing that I was going to say. If you're happy doing it, like, as everybody's got their purpose, right? If there's yeah. just somebody that loves to be a, a, a retail shop manager and then there's some people that want to have their shop to be able to have somebody run their business for them and they'd rather be out like shopping for stock to put in their shop instead of be the one that's in the shop selling the stock you know what I mean so yeah. I, I think if you're if you've got the digital SLR it's something that you know what like if you fail at it at least you can say you tried yeah exactly yeah so you've got the digital slr you've got the vision you know how to set up an instagram page um you know how to set up a facebook page if you need a hand designing a logo um creating a website or any of that type of shit you've got my number um hit me up and i'd be more than happy to kind of have a chat with you and yeah help you out with whatever you need a hand with but we're during during lockdown i ended up setting up my own um, business, uh, own little side hustle that I've been wanting to do for a while now, but I've been busy tattooing people and didn't really actually have the time to create this website and create my branding and create my logo and all of this stuff. So I ended up starting up my own brand of tattoo needles, um, dealing with dealing with a supplier overseas and um, yeah, touching base with a couple of my buddies that were all in lockdown as well sending out some samples to them and um now that everybody's back in action and tattooing um they've had the chance to sample they had a chance to use my needles um and yeah the business is blowing up like it's there's orders coming in every day um wow. and getting some super awesome feedback from everybody that's actually using them and yeah, I'm not doing it to become rich off it. Um, I'm doing it to be able to give something good to tattoo artists and represent Australian tattoo artists because we've got so much good talent here in Australia, but everybody kind of hypes up America and Europe and all the other places in the world. Um, but we're not even actually looking after our own artists here. So I thought, you know what? I've been using these needles. They're so good. I want to put my own brand on them give them at a decent price to a lot of us to a lot of Australian artists and I don't ship my needles um internationally there I get a lot of international artists hitting me up and wanting to buy these needles all of a sudden and that's and that's so weird it's it's really cool um but it's so weird at the same time that I'm getting these people hitting me up from overseas going oh can you send some needles out to us over here and blah 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 but 
yeah, like I said, I want to represent Aussie artists and they're representing my brand and it's it's great. That's amazing. It's, it's, That's really good to hear. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a spin out, but yeah, everything is possible, dude. Like you, you can do it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm feel, feeling quite motivated. Yeah, <laughs> get that digital SLR and get in your car. You got the day off today. Yeah, yeah, I've got the day off today. Yeah. Yeah, you know what you're doing today, right? <laughs> maybe, <What>? maybe. <laughs> what do you mean, maybe? <laughs> I, I have other things planned today, unfortunately. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but uh, well, I've got my annual leave anyway in two weeks, so I definitely will tap into that then. Yeah, now that you've suggested all that and even that Bondi store, that sounds really that I actually wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Bondi markets, Bondi markets yeah. are available. It's back open again, so being able to yeah do that, why not? Yeah, why not? Well, um, I, I think we might be coming to the end of our uh little podcast now but did you maybe yes. want to ask us any more questions or if you had advice to our listeners maybe in the same position as I am you know wanting to do more if you have any more advice for them yeah um I guess yeah it's been a it's been awesome having a chat with you guys and sorry if I got a little bit ranty but yeah I'm super passionate about what I do life um styles and yeah like we're here we're here for the moment we're not here for a long time we're here for a good time so making sure that um yeah you you live your live your life to the maximum of your ability and stop stopping yourself because that's you can always blame somebody else but um yeah at the end of the day we stop ourselves from moving forward because of fear of failure and the doubt that's in us but yeah we're all pretty awesome human beings um yeah try and stay motivated and yeah do you because that's what you do best right um yeah i'm very very grateful to get to be able to be here with you guys and have a have a chat and put my story out um and help motivate you guys if i have um yeah, yeah. you definitely have yeah, yeah. we, yeah. we would like did to you, thank you back yeah Pardon? did you have anything you wanted to did you have anything you wanted to plug at the moment like a website or instagram page facebook page anything um so yeah i, I could do that uh, thank you um so yeah. my so my tattoo page um on instagram and facebook is tats by tez with a yeah so tats t-a-double-t-z by t-e-z one 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 um so yeah that's my tattoo artist page um if there's any other artists out there that are interested in trying out some on point on point tattoo needles um yeah the website is on point tattoo supply.com um and yeah if you're thinking of getting a tattoo and we've got an awesome group of artists at pretty and ink tattoo studio over in west ride um yeah we've got a a group of artists that are have a wide range of skills from Japanese to um, yeah to fine line tattoos to black and gray to color portraiture and all that type of good stuff. So yeah, hit us up at the studio. Um, the contact number is nine eight zero eight one three eight zero or jump on the website Pretty Ink Tattoo 
sydney.com.au. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Okay. So I think that comes to the end of our episode. I want to thank you for coming on. Um, Derek, if you have any last words to say. Yeah, I just want to say thanks again for coming on. You're very passionate and um, we appreciate the time that you took out of your day. And I think our viewer would have got something out of, out of it. Yeah, perfect. Thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate the time. And um, yeah, it was a good chat. And yeah, hopefully I'll get to actually catch up with you guys at some point and we can go and yeah, have, a, crazy. Have, a, have, a, have a lunch. Um, lunch will be on me. We can have a couple <laughs> of brain, awesome. brainstorm, brainstorm some ideas and see, yeah, like, yeah, see where you guys want to go with, with life and the podcast and you know, what the vision is for 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 the podcast where you guys want to take it to yeah that sounds really good i'm actually really keen i'm being very serious yeah. let's actually make it happen that's cool yeah, yeah i'm down yeah I'm, awesome. I'm down for sure so yeah all right let's let's kiss close, right. touch base and if you guys um ever need anything as well just yeah you've got my contacts and i'm here 